I'm aware that Bellinger's just tearing it up this year. Frankly, I don't care how well Bellinger's playing right now. I still believe Christian Yelich is going to win the MVP again this year. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. Here are your hosts, Kyle Corwin and Nate Reyes. What up, what up, and welcome back to the 3-0 Take, the official podcast of Dirt to Diamonds Baseball. This is episode 61. I'll be your host, Kyle Corwin, and I'm here with my co-host, Nate Reyes. Nate, what you got for us today? Does episode 61 have an asterisk next to it? Oh, ho, 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 ho. little baseball humor. Hey. Oh, I'm fat and happy, buddy. Had nice, nice amount of food yesterday yeah with good. the fam good easter yeah yeah man it was good good to hang out with everybody myself was in the pool all day got a nice little tan going right now all right that's enough what no i need to rub it in <laughs> I feel like anytime anytime any discussion regarding weather or pools or anything comes up on this show it's always to your advantage it will be give it another month month and a half and it will definitely be your advantage yeah that's true i actually didn't yeah i didn't think about that i'm uh, I'm gonna walk outside and my face is gonna melt because it's gonna be 120 degrees yeah that's good thought all right i'm good then never mind i take it back yeah just give it some time enjoy it while you have it yeah exactly so what do you got for us today uh, baseball history, I guess. Let's dive right into it. I love it. You're anxious to get the get the show on the road. Yeah, man. Uh, April twenty second, Earth Day. Huh? Happy Earth Day. Earth Day. Uh, April twenty second. Going back in the day, eighteen seventy six. Three thousand fans attend the Philadelphia Athletics. 6-5 loss to the Boston Red Caps in the first game ever played in the National League. The Athletic Park Contest becomes the new circuit's inaugural event by default when the other scheduled games are rained out. 1876. That's a long time ago. Way back when. Uh, 1959, in the seventh inning of a 20-6 route of Kansas City, the White Sox score 11 runs on just one hit. The other municipal stadium base runners get on thanks to two errors, 10 walks, and one hit batsman. How miserable would that be to watch? 11 runs on just one hit? be freaking livid. All the way up to the year 2000. Angels Mo Vaughn, Tim Salmon, and Troy Glaus all go deep in the fourth inning against Devil Rays hurler Dwight Gooden, and then they again all homer off of Roberto Hernandez in the ninth. It is the first time in Major League history that the same three players homered in the same inning twice in one game. What a stat. That That's some like ESPN crap you see. Yeah, that's pop up wild. On the screen. Also, do you say you say Troy Glaus? Uh, no, I'm just sick, man. S- stuffy. I say Troy Gloss. Troy Gloss. Glaus. Troy Glaus. Glaus. Troy Gloss. I don't know which one it is, actually. I just always said Gloss. Troy Glaus. Any Angels fans on here that can uh, verify, would that'd be great. No, the... There's only the only Angels fans listening are the one that started when they were Mike Trout started making a splash. They don't know any. You know, they I bet they didn't even know Movon played for. Yeah, they probably didn't even know that the the Angels back in the day, long before our time, wore pinstripes. Yeah, you remember you remember those gems? California Angels. Oh yeah. Troy. Yeah, I think it's got to be Troy Gloss because we don't. I don't know. Glaus seems very. He's a World German. Series champion, isn't he? We gotta, we gotta put some respect on his name. 
Sounds very. We're not going to say Tim Salmon. It's Tim Salmon. We're not talking about Tim Salmon. I don't know. Talking Move about on, Troy Salmon. Troy Glaus. I feel like I'm in Germany if I say Klaus. Uh, 2001, a new number, 455, will be added to the 3, 5, 14, 18, 19, 21, and 42 on the second deck in right field. Three-digit number will join the other previously Indian retired numbers as an honor to the fans for setting a sellout record, which lasted 455 games over a five-year period at Jacobs Field. And we came to the conclusion off air before we hopped on that we had already mentioned that a while back. Yeah. Because I think we were talking about retired numbers for something. Yeah. I don't remember. What what were we talking about? Do you remember specifically with those retired numbers? I don't. I think we were talking about, no, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, because I remember I like threw that nugget on you last, last second. I think it was, was like, like a little trivia question or something. That might have been it. That could have been it. Anyway, wrapping it up, all the way up to last year, Brandon Belt works the most extended at-bat in Major League history when he sees 21 first-inning pitches from L.A.'s Jaime Barria in the Giants 4-2 victory at Angel Stadium of Anaheim. San Francisco Giants first baseman's 12-minute and 45-second plate appearance in which he fouls off 16 balls, including 10 in a row, surpasses the 1998 duel between Indians right-handed pitcher Bartolo Colon and Astro infielder Ricky Gutierrez by one pitch. 21 pitch at bat. That would be brutal. Almost a 13-minute at bat, too. But you Manfred was losing his mind. (laughs) Imagine working a pitcher to like a fifth of his pitch count for the game and one at bat. How How pissed off would you be as a pitcher? I feel like I would just, I would have rather walked them. No, nah, I mean, you get in that deep. You, I mean, you got to come out the winner there. You can't, I mean. I feel like I'm throwing it 56 feet after pitch 12. I mean, it's just not worth it. It's not like he's fast. You don't need to worry about him getting on base. Anyway, uh, that wraps up uh, baseball history. I know, uh, I know why you wanted, I know why you wanted to get, get the show on the road. Why? I know why I know why you wanted to get through baseball history so fast. You wanted to talk about the weekend sweep, don't you? Not really that much at all. I don't know. I mean you sound you sound just overly enthusiastic right now. I have to say your energy is is through the roof. <laughs> Shut up. Get the allergies, man. Get the allergies. All right. Can't breathe well, out of my right nostril. Well, we'll get on with your favorite part of the show here. Talk a little Red Sox baseball. Sweeping the best team in baseball. Reclaiming their spot as the best team in baseball. Nah, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Just kidding. It's a joke. But, uh, yeah, I mean, the Rays Rays been playing good ball up until that point. They had won eight of their last ten. They were all relatively close games. The Sox won the three games by a total of four runs. Uh, did you see this coming at all? I'm I'm not going to say specifically this series. I am going to say that like, I'm sticking to my comments of I'm not thinking the Red Sox are going to play horrible baseball all year. It was, I'm not saying the horrible baseball is done. I don't know if it is. But what I am saying is that you can't hold a talented team like that down for that long. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely agree with you because, like, like we've said multiple times on here, it's it's the it's literally the same team, and yeah. so it's like you can't anticipate having what they did last year translate to the opposite end of the spectrum this year. So I don't I I don't know I wasn't I wasn't anticipating a sweep of the Rays by any means, yeah. but like you said, I was I was assuming that it was going to be around the corner at some point, like something was going to have to turn around for him. I just didn't think it'd be a sweep of the Rays, considering how, how well they'd been playing. I mean, if it was the other way around, if they got swept, they would have been, what, like 6-16? and 16. That would have been a very, very much bigger story, I think. 
Yeah, they would have been probably like 35 games back of fourth place in the AL East <laughs> behind Baltimore. I mean, that would have gotten that would have gotten serious. I know you would have been sweating it out after that one, but not the case. Um, no, just good baseball from from what I could tell. Um, a lot of late stuff going on, and I think winning games late starts momentum. Um, you know, Mookie and Mitch Moreland homering late in the first game. Um, then you had you had Vasquez back pick that guy at first for the second game to end it, and then Vasquez comes up again with some uh, some clutch sack fly to, to go up in, uh, in the eleventh in the last game. So like, I think that's how stuff starts to get built. You know what I mean? Some late inning momentum, some. Just stuff on your side when when you're when go, stuff isn't going well or when you're not scoring a lot of runs or when your bullpen's not looking great. I think offensively that kind of helps get the ball rolling. Yeah, I was I was actually thinking along those same exact lines. I, specifically, I was thinking about the Christian Vasquez back pick to win the game on Saturday. Yeah, and I'm like, I feel like when you're in situations like these where you're in just a complete hole that the Red Sox, like the Red Sox are in right now, or prior to this weekend, they were in a hole. Um, you just need those small things for to really turn a team around. It's not going to be like a a blowout win here, a blowout win there. Like it's no, ju- it's yeah. just those it's those games you squeak out, uh, oftentimes aided by by plays like that with the back pick that. Really, like you said, get the wheels get the wheels rolling a little bit, get the momentum moving. So, yeah, I mean, it was cool to see all that stuff come together. Especially, you, I know you mentioned Mookie. His uh, his batting average, if I if I saw correctly, jumped roughly fifty points over the weekend. So it's good to see him uh, swinging it a little better. I know, I know, batting average doesn't matter anymore. We should just throw it in the trash. <laughs> but. All that to say, it's still, like I said, it's cool to see him kind of start clicking a little bit because, I hate to say it, this team probably doesn't go anywhere this year if Mookie doesn't lead the way. I mean, he's yeah, reigning MVP. It, he's got to he's got to do something. And it's the same. It's the same story. It really is the same story. It's the same thing that's going on with the entire team. It's like they're they're not going to just continue to play poorly. He's way too good to, you know continue to do what he's done so far or lack of what he's done, I guess. Um, yeah, he's, there's no way of holding him down, but I think I, I'm, you know, I wonder if, and I didn't know this honestly, and I don't know why we hadn't really talked about it, but the Red Sox did some funky stuff in spring training, didn't they? Like most of the starters didn't really play for like the first half of spring training. Yeah. Cora, or I don't know who has the final say in that particular set of decisions, but I do know that like the staff was relatively limited in terms of innings, uh, which is why a lot of people, when they got off to this just god-awful start, people were really looking back at that and being like, what were we thinking there? Like, Granted, I think... I think on the Red Sox end of things, it was a thing. It was a matter of, well, if we kind of uh, delay their their long innings early, like if we kind of push that back as long as we can, yeah, then we'll save them come October. But it's like you don't get to that point if you start off the season with like a winning percentage of 200. So <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I get the logic there, but – and to be fair, I don't think anybody anticipated them playing that badly. But I think no, I think if they had to do it over again, they'd probably give them a little more time in spring training. And I'm, I'm I don't like creating excuses for a team I hate. Um, but like to be clear, when everyone says you know World Series hangover, it's it's not like a it's not like a come out and play flat we don't care. We just want to ring hangover. A hangover is, I mean, when you win the world series or any championship in any sport, like it's like it's guest appearances on shows. It's articles for magazines. It's photo shoots. It's meeting the president. It's 
like all stuff, all postseason or all off season, where like you really don't get an off season. That is a true thing. That's why repeating in any sport is so hard, just because it's there's so much going on. And so, like, I understand the logic of giving them an actual mini little off season when they got to spring training at first was not really, you know, like you said, not really giving him late inning stuff or long inning stuff. Um, but like there, there is, there is such thing as a hangover. And I, I just want to clear, clarify, cause I know a lot of people think hangovers are like, ah, whatever. Like it's not the same thing as a drinking hangover. You don't wake up Monday morning and you feel like crap. They didn't feel like crap. It's just they don't get an off season. When you win a championship, you don't get an off season. Speaking truth, speaking sense into some of these people that don't understand <laughs> any of this. Uh, but another note I had here: Did you hear about the Michael Chavez situation? So I, um, I follow his hitting coach on Instagram. So I've been watching him. I've been watching videos of him hitting for months. That that guy hits tanks, like absolute tanks but i don't know what uh, situation specifically you're talking about yeah so he made his debut saturday uh and there was just a lot of crap that went or that went on prior to him arriving to the stadium um which i'm surprised you didn't catch this story it was like pretty wild so and i'm this is all just like paraphrasing kind of going off of memory i might be wrong on a couple of these details but apparently he uh he like woke up late uh Saturday and he had missed like three calls from his AAA manager telling him that he had gotten called up. And so oh he wakes he like once he wakes up and kind of realizes what's going on, he's like uh I need to figure out a way to get down to Florida. So cuz I guess he was up in Paul Actually no, I don't I don't know where where he was at personally, like I don't know if they're on the road. Um but anyway, he realizes I need to find a way to get to Florida. Uh, and so he's like, he calls an Uber or whatever, calls his mom, calls his friends on the way there. Like, let's everybody know. So it's like super hectic that like that, yeah. that experience presumably was hectic in and of itself. Um, but he gets to, gets to the airport, hops on a plane, encounters like a whole bunch of turbulence uh, he's apparently he said like they didn't even do drinks and snacks cause it was so bad. Um, but he gets to the airport and realizes I'm in like shorts and sweats or I'm in a, like, I, like I'm in a shirt and sweats and probably not the best thing to do to walk into a clubhouse for the first time wearing a shirt <laughs> and sweats. So he literally goes in to, uh, some like clothing store in the airport and asks if he can like change in a in a dressing room, which they didn't have. So they shoved him. Like once he explained why he was there and why he needed to like hustle, they like let him change in a storage room in the back. And then he like gets to the he gets to the um he gets to the state he gets to the trop uh in like the fifth inning because he was he was that late. No and way. One of the it was it was either a representative there or it was one of the coaches said that there was a very good chance that he would be hitting within the next like two innings, and he's just like standing there. He's like, "That's literally impossible. I, there's no way that's happening." And he like somehow manages to pull himself together. And he was, I think he had a he had a pinch hit at bat in the ninth, and that's when he hit yeah. the double. Yeah, off the wall. It was yeah. And then I guess afterwards wow. he had kind of time to decompress and like let it all soak in, but pretty wild story. That is insane. That's so like you'd really think that organizations would help out a little more. You know what I mean? I, I feel like a player just being on their own was nuts. Like you remember the story of what Brett was telling us about like how he was in. Uh, he got traded, right? He got traded, and then he like went to the AAA affiliate, and and then didn't play, and then immediately got called up. It was like, right, yep. It's just it's just so strange. You think stuff would get a little bit easier for for players, but that is really cool. Like I said, I follow his uh, his hitting coach because the guy talks a lot of a lot of good stuff as far as hitting mechanics go. 
and I, I mean, yeah, it's, it's cool to see that guy, you know, come up and, and make a difference. Cause I've been watching, you know, videos of him in the minor leagues and stuff. And I'm that guy for not being that big hits the ball really far. So I would say expect more of the stuff he did this weekend. Let's talk some Brewers Dodgers. How about our guy Yelich? Ugh, man. Getting tired of his name. I'm thinking my uh, graphic that I made last week is aging like fine wine at this point. (laughs) Like, I mean, there's people on there saying it was too early. Like, there's a guy named Cody Bellinger. I get that. And I'm aware that Bellinger is just tearing it up this year. But there's just something about Christian Yelich right now where it's like, frankly, I don't care how well Bellinger's playing right now. I still believe Christian Yelich is going to win the MVP again this year. Although, granted, my preseason prediction for that was, I believe, Nolan Arenado. Yeah, I think mine was too. And I think for the record, I'm going to stick with that. But between those two, I'm taking Yelich 10 times out of 10. Just ridiculous starts off the series with a home run in the first inning of the first game um then the next day he has two like imagine playing going to milwaukee or playing against milwaukee in general and knowing that we're not going to get through this series without christian yelich hitting a home run it's that's wild gotta, that's gotta suck yeah as an opponent yeah it got so bad where i was uh, I was home for Easter this weekend, and I I was I like walked downstairs to get something, and I passed the TV, and MLB Network was on, and I saw Yelich go deep, and I didn't even think twice about it. I'm like, you got to be kidding me! He hit another one, and it just happened to be a replay of the game before. But I'm like, that shows you how good he is right now. I mean, good in general, but that shows you how well he's swinging it right now, where you can walk by and see a replay of his home run and think that it's it's live because it's it's like any at bat, you think he's just gonna go deep. Yeah, and I, like, um, he's not going to stay this hot. No hitter can, but he he just, he seems like one of those players that when he's not, when he is slumping, I don't think it's going to be that bad, and it's I don't think it's going to be that long. You know what I mean? This, the type of hitter he is, I, I think he's going to be fine, even when things aren't going this well. Yeah, he seems very streaky in the sense that he's – his hot streaks will last significantly longer than any dips in performance that he might have. Yeah. Where it's like he'll, he'll be on and off at times, but I feel like his, his ability to main or maintain that consistency and keep putting balls over the fence will far exceed the length of, like I said, any, any dips in performance, but still got to give some love to our guy Bellinger. He had a couple knocks in the series. Um, I think he's. I mean, I think. Well, I was just gonna say. I mean, I think we got to give some love to the Dodgers in general. Yeah, they I went mean, in there. They went in there and took two out of three. No, it was uh, three or four, wasn't it? I think it was a four. Was it three series. or four? Yeah. Did they start on Thursday? Yeah. I was only looking Friday. That's why. Yeah. When Either they way, took three or four. Um, Bellinger comes out of that series still leading the league in batting average, uh, leading the league at runs. Yelich, thanks to his. I guess he had four home runs that series. Yeah. Now leading the league with 13 home runs and 31 RBIs. Imagine like not even being a month into the season and you've already got like a third of the RBIs that most guys would consider a very successful season. <laughs> like you have yeah. 31 RBIs and we're not even a month in. We're like just on the on the like teetering point of a month into the season. That's crazy. Yeah, and you have you have half the home runs of a, of a good year. 26 home runs in a year is a good year. You already have half of that. All I know is I'm tired of seeing the guys trot. I, like, I think of that every time now when he when I see him <laughs> rounding the bases. I'm just like, so dude, weird. Dude's bouncing on his toes. I just so weird. I don't understand it. But yeah, I that think... that was one series I wish I could have watched this weekend. I was, I was bummed I couldn't. I was just busy with like family and stuff. But yeah, that would have been good baseball to watch. Yeah. What uh, what's interesting for the Brewers right now um, is that Hader did not look good. Josh Hader looked pretty rough. Um, 
gave up a three-run bomb against uh, Kike Hernandez. Um, then ended up giving up another bomb yesterday against Bellinger in the ninth. Like, he's not looking the way he did at the end of last year. And as much as Yelich is doing for the Brewers, uh, I'm just going to keep saying it. My prediction looks good when Hayter pitches like that. Yeah, but, I mean, you got Yelich making it up on the offensive end with, like, 64 home runs a game. <laughs> I mean, I think I think if everything else holds up, I think they'll be all right. But I do, I do agree with what you're saying. Any issues in the bullpen need to be addressed. Otherwise, you won't make it very, very deep. Uh, come the the home stretch and the later stretch of the season, the Brewers um, are connected to a lot of uh, Kimbrel talk too. I'm seeing that, um, yeah. and somebody I'm actually I'm close with at work said that he knows somebody, or I guess knows somebody that's related to him, and apparently said that it, at this point it's either going to be the uh, Brewers or Braves. Is what I'm hearing. I predict. I've, I've been saying Braves makes sense to go back where he started. They do need. It. They do have a need there, but I don't think the Brewers bullpen is that bad. It's better than the Braves, but I mean, I think the. I don't know. Braves would. Braves would really need him. I think that would work. Yeah, I guess I mean, it just comes down to dollars now. Yeah, because I mean the Braves, as we all know, are going to be up for a fight this season in the division. Because um, I mean, there's there hasn't been any any doubt that this was going to be what four team race since the start of the season. I mean, we're really, looking at both divisions for the Central and the East. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's true. But I feel like the Brewers, having come off of their recent success, obviously we know the the Braves won the division last year, but I think. With them still being a relatively young group, they're going to need that extra advantage. I, I would think that the the Brewers would be fine without them, but like yeah. you said, I think I think the Braves would be the much better fit. Yeah. Let's see what other news we got going on. Vladdy Junior. Yeah. Supposedly making his debut tomorrow. I'm sure by the time we get this out, it will become official. But I think right now it's that's like what the rumor is. But I mean, with it being Monday. I'm guessing that's the case. So what are our thoughts here? He's going to be making his, like I said, making his debut at home tomorrow, uh, Tuesday versus the Giants. Our guy Kevin Pillar coming back. How about that? Yeah, odd timing. Very odd timing. What do do we think is, how do we think that's going to, like obviously the Vladdy Jr. thing is a story in itself, but I'm, I know I'm personally interested in how, the whole Kevin Pillar slash Vladdy Jr. situation is going to play out. I wouldn't mind him stealing the show of Vladdy's debut. I still feel like that was a slap in the face for Pillar. And I know I read the comment section, like, Pillar wasn't that good. He didn't hit that well. By the way, everyone uses the batting average stat when it's bad. Right, exactly. Never use it when it's good. Um, I mean... I would still be pissed off. I hope he goes out there and has a, a freaking day. Just goes five for five and robs Vladdy of a home run. Well, you just know. Yeah, I was about to say, you know he's going to be making some sort of defensive gem out in, yeah. out in the outfield. So no no doubts there. But, yeah, I'm I'm kind of with you on that. When I, when I put two and two together and realized that he'd be making his return, I'm like, I mean, let's be honest. Vladdy Jr. is going to have plenty of time to to be in the limelight there in Toronto. Yeah, I'm kind of I'm really pulling for for our guy Kevin here, make, making I, his return. But I do feel like Canadians are nice, so the fans are going to receive him well. Yeah, it'll just be interesting to see. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean it'll be cool because you know the once it becomes official, which again I don't know if it actually has become official that he'll be uh, making his debut tomorrow, but. You just know that when it does, ticket sales are going to shoot up, and yeah. so it'll, it'll actually be kind of cool for for Pilar to come back to a presumed packed house. Um, I think so. I think he steps up for his first AB, and he's going to get a standing out. Helmet's going to come off. We're going to we're going to tip the cap. I'm calling that right now. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's a safe bet. I think now that the fans of Toronto have had a chance to kind of step back and realize, like, wow, that was kind of a slap in the face. Like, that just – that came out of nowhere, and it was kind of a shock to all of us. I mean, aside from the people in the front office. But it was like, we don't really know how – or, like, I feel like when it initially happened, nobody knew how to respond. They are just like, what just happened? But I feel like now they've had time to kind of process it and be like – Man, we were kind of douchey to to him. I thought they're making questionable decisions anyway. Why did they? Why did they? What, what is the point of calling Vladdy up now? Why did you start him in in the minor leagues if you were just calling him up after thirty seven plate appearances? Well, it was something. It was something with the service time, wasn't it? I don't know. I don't know the technicalities of it, but I I, I think service time was a factor. Stupid. Um, yeah, I don't know. Just another example of players getting screwed over. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, I mean, I know Vladdy Jr. was kind of the headline for this particular talking point, but the more we talk about it, I think you're right. I'm, uh, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm pumped for Pilar. Hopefully, he'll. I mean, how do how do you respond if you're him? Like, do you do you go into that game more pissed off with the front office, or do you just? Kind of put that to the back of your mind and just focus on the the fan base who will, I'm assuming, receive him well, like you said. I think I would be, if it's me, I'd be touched with, with being received well by the fans. Um, I mean, if, I know, like, yeah, he wasn't great. But I think all the, I feel bad for him because, when he was doing things in the in the outfield, all the attention was on Tulo, Price, Jose Batista. You know what I mean? All those guys, Josh Donaldson, all those guys got the credit. All those guys got the limelight. They all leave, and then Pilar still doesn't get any, you know, respect and gets and gets shipped out a week into the season. So, I I'd be upset, but I think. I think the fans would flip my switch for me. And I hope it does for him. And I hope he has a day, like I said. Couldn't agree with you more. Uh but anyway, back to the black to the ugh, back to the Vladdy point. Black uh, to the Vladdy. Black, black to the Vladdy. It's Monday. It's always my excuse. It's Monday. Yeah. Uh hitting four twelve. Uh, I believe I saw correctly four twelve with two bombs in five games with Triple uh, A Buffalo. Real Boombas too. Yeah, the one didn't the one like leave the stadium and end up in the parking lot. I think they're playing the yeah. Paw Sox. Yeah, wild. Uh, so yeah, he's safe to say he's ready. I think he even said that he's ready, and I think he actually. I don't know if it was sarcastic or not, but he was like, "It's very obvious that I'm ready." I don't know if that was an actual quote, but it's the same story, man. I'm telling is. you, this guy should have started the year, and there should have been some hype around the Blue Jays at the beginning of the year. Stupid service time, man. I uh, I might have to disagree with you on the hype aspect of it because it's I think anybody with that organization recognizes, and we talked about it on here before. It's going to take them some time to get back to where they were a few years, uh, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, but they do have the, they've got young guys. They've got, um, names that can really bring that team back to, like I said, where they were and it can really create, well, I mean, it, the buzz has already been created, uh, but it'll take a little time for that to manifest into something tangible, uh, in, in terms of like a record or a, a postseason appearance. Um, but I don't know. I like, I think they're in a good spot, but I think, the hype at the start of this year wasn't really worth it in the sense of every like I was like I was saying I think everybody could look at this season and be like this is going to be a a two maybe three team race in the division and we're kind of just on the back burners um, but I think I think if Vladdy can can come up make some noise I think next year the year after that uh, I think they'll be in good shape. Yeah, you got a little Bichette, little Biggio coming up. I think, yeah, I think you're right. That's That sounds like an impressive infield, even if it's not defensively for Vladdy's side. But that does sound like a good heart of the order. I mean, I'm a fan so of it. 
Yeah. I just hope they uh, take it easy on the rest of the division once they finally get settled in. Yeah, that's. I'm sure that's a given. They still don't have any pitching up there, and I don't know what's up with Stroman. He's too busy like... uh, proving the doubters wrong, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully, Vladdy. Uh, uh, I mean, again, I'm I'm a bigger fan of Kevin Pillar, and I hope you know I hope he goes back and does something special. I'm not. I don't know what special is going to be. I don't know if he's he's not going to have a five for five day, but I wouldn't see him, you know, climbing the wall and robbing somebody or laying out, or, you know, sliding into the track or whatever. But I think it would be cool, man. I think it would be good to see. It's good for. I mean, I was watching a Padres Cardinals game like a week and a half ago, and some guy I've never heard of was on the Padres making his return to Bush Stadium, and the whole crowd stood up. And was getting him standing up. I've never heard of this guy. And everyone's cheering for him. So, Toronto, do the right thing. Root for your guy. I'm curious if we have a large Toronto fan base demographic on this podcast. I don't know. There's a lot of Australians listening. A lot of Australians. Got some A's fans that, as I mentioned, just love to get under my skin, especially the start of this season. Uh, <laughs> but anyway... We're going to move on to some DMs. Yeah, do some DM talk. We're cruising. This might be this. – we're on pace for like our shortest episode ever. I know. You're welcome, everybody. Happy Monday. Uh, Padres Cult asks, what would you guys prefer to be? MLB GM, MLB coach, or MLB announcer? Uh, frankly, I would probably want to be the GM – um, so I could raise ticket prices uh, oh, to enable my fans to utilize the SeatGeek promo code. Just run with it, man. I got no energy to, to stop you on this one. Got to say, I'm a little disappointed. But anyway, <laughs> SeatGeek, it's the answer to all your ticket needs. Are you looking for tickets? Do you have plans with friends or family to make it to an upcoming game or concert? Or are you even looking months ahead to nail down a date to get tickets before they sell out? With SeatGeek, you can find tickets to games, concert shows, and even theater performances with just a few easy clicks. Wow. Wow. We're making it... clicks. <laughs> We're making it even better for you if you're a first-time user of SeatGeek. Next time you add some tickets to your cart, use our promo code DTD at checkout to save $20 instantly off your first purchase as a first-time user. That's all you got to do to save some of that. Soft, warm, slightly Cold, hard cash. cash. Enter promo code <laughs> DTD at checkout. Um, I think I will actually be using that when the Yankees are in town next week. Hope you know. I will be using that promo code. I appreciate you. Uh, yeah, I would love if people could like, you know, no, you know what I just thought of? You know what would be awesome? Is if people yeah, could right. use that promo code and like send us pictures of the games that they're at that they use the code for. Like I wanna yeah. I wanna like be a part of the experience. I'm here yeah, we're here to give you the promo code, but like I wanna be part of the experience. I wanna see like where your t- or like where your seats are at, like what kind of food you're chowing down on, because we all know like That's ev- important. Every stadium out there has got some type of novelty thing that they're known for. So like, yeah. send me a pic. Send us a pic of the of your seats, the food. Uh, hopefully your team wins. I mean, because that would just make the experience that much better. But yeah, like, let us know what you're using. It heck, it doesn't even have to be a baseball game. If you're trying to like, it could do, be a theater performance. Yeah, if you're trying to do what Nate does all the time, go to the theater for a nice performance. Send us a picture of that too. Just make sure you keep your flash off because we all know that the ushers would probably get pissed at you if the flash is on. But anyway. Send us pics. Says, yeah, rock a tuck. If you're if you're looking fresh, send us a pic of you looking <laughs> fresh. going to your theater performance. Let us know like what you're using this promo code for because I'm really curious. Uh, but anyway, to answer the question, I would probably. Well, we all know I can't be an MLB announcer because people would just rip me for my takes. So uh i don't wouldn't want to be a coach and not that might be your more your alley so maybe heck maybe it would be the gm i more like behind the scenes i guess even though you're not technically behind the scenes you're kind of at the forefront 
but you get my point. Yeah. I'm I'm going coach. And I'm not saying because it doesn't say manager. If I had the choice of being a coach or a manager, I would choose coach. There's not a lot of pressure in being a coach. First base coach, dream job. Are you kidding? What do you got to do? Hey, you might pick here. Hey, I mean, I don't, bullpen coach might be better. Bullpen coach is sweet. Hey, Johnny, warm up. And uh, I want you to go in there and throw strikes. Easy. You get swaggy gear. You get to hang out with the guys, to travel around with the team. You get paid for it. I would be an MLB coach for free, honestly. Just pay for my food. I think a lot of us would be, so might might have to agree with you on that one. Can I change my answer? Nope. Sorry. You're going to be at the old, boring meetings in the offices. Yeah, no thanks. I'm changing my answer. I don't care what you say. I'm changing my answer. MLB coach. (laughs) I'll be the bullpen coach. You can be the first base coach. That's fine. Yes. Hey, hey, uh, watch for the pickoff. Hey, go ahead and take that same lead. Hey, good AB. I'll hold your batting glove. (laughs) Uh, OaktownFan26 asks, Star Wars or Star Trek? I already know your answer. You don't know my answer. I'm not even really – I'm not a fan of either of these. I was going to say I know know, your answer. I was gonna say you're taking the ore. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm taking the ore. I I don't I don't have a I don't have a, a dog in this fight. But I know uh have we have we we've mentioned the story on here about you and Star Wars, right? As a kid. I grew up on Star Wars. That's I feel just, like we that's have just to. my thing. I'm it's just my thing. I'm pretty sure we talked about it on here how like I was wanting to go out in the backyard and hit off the tee. And you're busy, too busy playing with your freaking stormtroopers. We were like five, <laughs> getting the T work in. <laughs> I mean, working, working on the ball down and out, and just trying to <laughs> stay I, inside. I mean, I knew that I was my peak was shortly around the corner, so I had to get in the work while I could. <laughs> uh, definitely Star Wars. Star Trek is trash. And weird and can't be trusted. I'm sure Oaktown fan 26 is going to come after us for that one. I could see, I, I don't know. I'm curious if he is a Star Trek. No, guy. I'm saying Oaktown fan 26 is a Star Wars guy. You think so? I mean, I feel like I just know him. He's like you part of the, sh- the, he's a part of the show. You can't trust the Trekkie. Uh, Christian asks underrated pitcher right now. That's a good one. I had to think about that. Yeah, full disclosure, I did not put any thought into this prior to hopping on air. So, <laughs> um, I'm going to say, all right, since I didn't have any time to think about this, I'm just going to have to go with the rotation I'm familiar with. Um, Come on. Know. Dude, I don't know, man. I can't even. Oh, your pitchers suck, so. <laughs> I, I literally can't even think. All right. Well, I'm going to go James Paxton because he just freaking dominated the other day, um, as in yesterday. Um, now has like 24 strikeouts in his last two two starts. Um, starting, to, starting to figure it out. Big Maple starting to figure it out. In the Bronx, so start to give people start to give people their their due credit when they pitch with gems like that. I'm gonna say, actually, this is the guy that actually first came to mind, but then I just blanked and I just didn't didn't know if this would be an acceptable answer. I'm gonna say Eduardo Rodriguez because I really feel like he can be an X factor for that rotation because we all know. You can make jokes. I can make jokes. I can say they're the worst team on the planet. We all know that guys like Chris Sale are not going to stay down forever. They'll figure it out. We even talked about it last episode. He's like right on the cusp. He's just He's, working on a couple things. Yeah. He'll be fine. Rick Porcello is always, I won't say always, but you never know with him. He could be a flip of the coin. It might be a good year. It might not. Um, but I feel like. 
I feel like Eddie Rodriguez could be the guy where it's like if he steps up and can actually perform well, then it's like, all right, we've got something to work with. Like we have guys that we can rely on. We don't have to continue to put the bullpen under a microscope every single game like they do. So I don't know. That's I don't want to say he's underrated in the sense of like performance. I'm just saying underrated in terms of value. That's probably what how I'm answering this question more is like underrated in terms of value and potential. Yeah. Uh, Joe asks Terrence Gore, Billy Hamilton, or the Freeze? Who wins? Yeah. Did you hear about that? I did. Is there is there something I'm missing here? I yeah, mean, I know apparently, the they, apparently they like set up some race for which I don't know if it's legit, but apparently uh, those two guys agreed to race the freeze when they come to town. I think it's like in the summer. I do know I heard Billy Hamilton's voice over MLB Network for the first time a few days ago. Really interesting. If you haven't heard his voice, go listen to that interview. Yeah, I mean, I'm gonna have to go. I, there's no way I can go with the freeze. Like, I get it. He's fast. But I, I don't know. Actually, I might have to go with the freeze because the guy, like, never loses. And I'm pretty sure yeah. the actual guy, whoever it is, like, ran track on, like, a professional level or something. I don't know. I heard something about it. I don't know his backstory. But if he's wearing tights and those goggles, I'm giving him the dub. The only The only question I had, though, is, like, and it makes me kind of wonder if this is in fact legit. Again, I don't know if this is official and if it's been announced, but like, what if for whatever reason that they like injured themselves during this That's little what I shenanigan? Yeah, I mean, chances are very slim, but you never know with crap like that. And that would just be a PR nightmare. Like, oh yeah, one of our core players kind of hurt themselves running a the guy in tights. Then again, it's the Royals and. Who cares? Unfortunately, you know, know they're not doing anything this year. Yeah, but, but uh, exactly. I mean, you're just adding insult to injury at that point. It's like, yeah, our team <laughs> sucks. Oh yeah, and by the way, like the guy that's really fast on our team tore his hamstring. Tore his hamstring and ACL. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm going. No, safely, I got to say Billy Hamilton, but. Uh, I think I think that uh, that Buxton dude in Minnesota is the fastest. I'm going to say he's the fastest guy in the MLB. You might be right. I think you're right. That guy can move. All right. Lastly, Derek asks, as of right now, right now, toughest division in baseball. Um, uh, I mean, I don't know. Wouldn't the standings be the the indicator of that? I mean, I guess we can still have gut reactions, but I mean, because looking at the standings, I would probably say the, oof. Yeah. I mean, NL East is. That's what I'm looking I mean, game back, game back, game and a half back. Heck, the Marlins got a chance, man. They're six and a half back. That's not bad. You can close that in a month. Yeah. Central. Game back, game back, two and a half back, five games back. I mean, ah, I don't know. I think part of me is just buying into the hype and buying into the headlines that plastered the interwebs over the offseason of, oh, the NL East is going to be the division to watch this year. And, I mean, it's playing out, but yeah, I don't know. I, I If you're taking East, I guess I'll take NL Central. Because man, freaking pirates! What's up with that? Yeah, what's what's going on? What 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 is that? What is going on? Playing well. What is that? I don't know, but I like it. Pirates uh, twelve and seven. Al Al West nah, seven and three in the last ten. <laughs> what is that? Plus nine run differential. Meanwhile, the Red Sox have a minus thirty eight run differential. Oof. Oof. Wow, that's pretty bad, man. Yeah, let's not talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> the Orioles are only only at minus 46. Speaking of which, did you see Chris Davis got on the bump? I didn't. How did I miss this? What? They were losing. Who are they playing? 
Oh, I don't remember who they were playing. They were down like 16 to 7 or something like that at home in the top of the ninth, and Chris Davis is on the bump, striking dudes out. Oh, the twins. Twins. Yeah, running a little two-seamer on the outer half, getting a K. Love it. Freaking love it. Love it. All right, we got to wrap this thing up because I mentioned that we're on pace for our shortest episode ever, and we're really pushing it. Yeah, I need that. So, <laughs> needed that. <laughs> so, that does it for us. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen to it and leave that rating and interview. Nate, how many stars? Uh, the number of runs the Red Sox have oh, given up. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> wow, I definitely didn't see that coming. Or the number of games back the Red Sox are after sweeping the race. I mean, have you swept the best team in baseball this season? No, you haven't. Five. Five stars. Also, be sure to check us out on social media. It's at DTD Baseball on Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I think even if you type it in on Facebook, you'll find us. So hit us up there. Say what's up. Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Don't just Don't just leave lame comments. How about we have an actual conversation? Yeah, don't Tweet be it. some like keyboard warrior and just like throw a jab at us and then go back into hiding. Like, yeah, have a civilized conversation. Those are the people I have the most respect for. Where it's like, yeah, you can come at us with our takes, but like if you can actually sit there and explain to me why you disagree with our take, and maybe even convince me to change my mind. I've actually had people on there be like, "No, you're wrong. Here's why," and then I'm <laughs> like, "You know what? You're right. I'm changing my opinion." And then we go on about our day. Like, I don't have people calling me, like, panty waist who wears their mama's bra. Like, I, I – it's just – it's nice to see that there's a little bit of respect left in the the baseball social media world. So so much for the shortest episode. Yeah, sorry. I just had a little mini rant there. As always, thanks for tuning in. We'll catch back up with you guys later this week. Don't go chasing curveballs, everybody. We love you all. And as always, we're looking forward to talking more baseball with you guys soon. Until next time, stay Filthy.